I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. Trumpeter Chad McCullough began a fruitful collaboration with Belgian pianist Bram Waiters in 2009, while both were attending the acclaimed Banff Jazz Workshop. Fourteen years later, with a half-dozen quartet and duo recordings behind them, this ambitious duo will assemble a cast of exceptional regional players for a live recording, right here in our fair city. Today are Chad McCullough and Bram Waiters, um, who will be bringing their quartet to Madison on January 14th. Um, Chad, it's great to see you again. And Bram, welcome to the show. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We've established that this is going to be a quintet gig. Tell me, if you would, who's going to be joining you on this gig? Yeah. Uh, on bass, it's uh, John Christensen, Madison's mayor. Uh, uh, Zach Harmon is playing drums, uh, and uh, uh, Dave Miller is playing guitar. It's an interstate and international band. I think there's always like a, a kind of tour vibe. So every tour has this kind of a new project, and uh, and definitely this time because it's uh, some great musicians that I've never played with. Um, uh, great musicians that uh, I have already played for like I think 12 years actually and I think I was just like checking some dates I think that on this tour we might actually reach our 150th concert together so that's pretty incredible especially since we're most of the time normally we're only playing for like two weeks a year or something like that. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, well, let's talk about the history of your collaboration, the two of you. Um, you met in Banff in 2009, right? Yeah. Um, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with Banff, give us a quick introduction to the Banff Jazz Workshop. Uh, well, it's a... Uh, I actually don't know how it is now. I think it's probably similar, but uh, it's a three-week intensive camp, school, um, hang, all of the above in the Rockies in Canada. Uh, so it's stunningly beautiful. And there are people from all over the world that go. And uh, when Bram and I did it, Dave Douglas was running it. And uh, the format was kind of such that you formed different bands with different people and had uh every week there was like a different group of faculty um uh you know some like jazz superstars and some lesser known uh people that kind of also you know just everybody kind of is able to blow your mind in a different way and and uh i uh, uh m my impression of it i think kind of like distilled down is it was an like ideal way to take uh, uh, every part of the real world that sucks about being a musician out of the equation. So 
everybody is there. You can just go, ah, I need a piano player. Ah, uh, Brim, you're, you know, everybody's hanging out at the bar and everybody plays something. And, oh, here's a guitar player. Hey, uh, come on. And uh, there's a recording studio that didn't cost any money. And there's a club that uh, you can book. I think they had four bands a night or five bands a night. And so it's easy to get a gig. It's easy to record. Nobody needs any money to do any of these things. And so it just, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's my impression. Everything good about being a musician and none of the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's like kind of an ideal environment to, to let musical projects and ideas grow. It feels like it, it, you, you're there for like three weeks but it feels like you can can build like an experience of of a couple of years because you can do so much play with so many talented musicians try out different things that in in a normal real world situation would take a lot of time and effort and it's mm -hmm. so condensed that you can all try it out in, in like three weeks yeah so yeah that's great and bram you you reside in belgium so have you ever lived in North America and were you coming for, to Banff from Belgium? I was, uh, I'm, I'm uh, living in Belgium and I uh, never lived in North America. So, uh, so I was coming for the, for the workshop, um, into Canada. And then, um, I kind of just stayed a little longer to be a, a little bit of tourist. And then I actually did it like twice. So I did it the year afterwards I did it. And then I combined it with, uh, a tour in in uh in canada and a tour like uh around seattle where chet was living back then so i mean i've never attended banff uh, when my contemporaries were going uh dave holland was leading it and uh so steve coleman kenny wheeler and others were teaching there you mentioned dave douglas who else was on the faculty at that time that made a big impression on you uh let's see uh, 2009 joshua redmond and Clarence Penn, Adam Benjamin, Tony Malaby, Angie Sanchez, uh, Marshall Jilks, Edmar Castaneda was there, Hank Roberts. Who am I leaving out? Oh, uh, Ron Samworth was there. Uh, did I say Matt Penman? That was another like eye-opening workshop and being around it was it was interesting because every week it was like a different vibe the first week it was like jazz superstars it was like clarence penn and joshua redmond and uh adam benjamin and uh david gilmore on guitar and it was just this you know dave's playing all the time too who uh, you know i'd never met before this and he was like this huge icon to me and still is um and so you're like overwhelmed because there's all these people from all over the world that, and all of them play music better than you and all of them speak English better than you. And they're- no, That especially accounts for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you go to breakfast and and Joshua Redmond goes, uh, hey, can, can I sit here? Can I sit next to you? And it's just this weird, like, it's like a dream. It's like a weird, surreal dream. And- uh, and you're playing original compositions from all these people from all over the world. And, and, uh, you know, each, each week kind of becomes its own vibe. And it was extremely stressful and extremely, uh, you know, you have to fight all your self-depreciating demons 
And then at the same time, it uh, I, I feel like I don't think it's an exaggeration. And, and you heard Bram say we've played 150 gigs. Uh, I, I feel like the contacts and connections and friends that I made during that week have accounted for so much music over the last 12, 13 years that uh it's it's incredible and and it continues to be this you know i uh, for example i in august i did a record with a band that formed at banff in october i did a tour in the uk and eu with a friend of mine from banff and then went and played some gigs with bram after that and so it's just it's constantly these connections like are are kind of resurfacing and changing and um uh, yeah, I guess that's all to say uh, thanks to everyone. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, th 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 that was the impetus, at least for me, for a lot of connections and a lot of growth and a lot of. Um... I, I, I heard from Ron Samworth the other day, he sent me a message that the, the guitar player from Canada that, uh, that like, and just like th these things keep coming back and, and and keep coming around and it's it's always a beautiful thing it, it never is just it never at least at Banff it was never like oh you're the superstar and I'm just trying to like learn my scales it was like oh we're kind of friends and we're doing these things and 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 uh, yeah it was wonderful that's amazing it's that's even more you know um important to your career than I had even imagined I hadn't imagined that it was that you know that important yeah, yeah, I think it's absolutely the single best thing that I've done musically, or the best decision. Like it's it's better. You know, Bram said like you 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 know it's uh, three weeks is like years, and I I think it's it's like going to school. It's it's like another college degree. You know, where your college buddies like you hang out with and you want to still be in touch with. And it's that for me at least. Mm -hmm. So you began recording as a quartet very shortly thereafter in 2010 you recorded imaginary sketches and in 2011 you recorded urban nightingale no quartet records since then um, something tells me that this tour might include a recording session oh we did one more quartet record yeah there's one more there's a uh, abstract quantities i don't know from which year but uh, i think like two or three years after urban nightingale okay I missed that one. That's a good one. I like that record. Uh, yeah, we did uh, those three quartet records. We've done two duo records, Bram and I, uh, including the last one was a, a suite of 25 movements that Bram wrote. Sometimes uh, <laughs> after gigs, uh, writing furiously so that we could make the recording session deadline. Um, <laughs> and that's a really, uh, I, I think that's, maybe the peak chad and bram record um, and yeah uh we are actually doing a live recording of the gig in madison on this tour so uh as uh, uh the guy from birdland said if you come you can put your hands on the record <laughs> well that's i'm gonna do that for sure <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll be there and try to be on the record as much as I can. 
Yeah. Yeah. The uh, North Street Cabaret, uh, the Blue Stem has just donated the piano. So we have a, a great grand piano. I love the sound of that room. It always feels good to play the trumpet in. And I think, you know, this band, especially like having four days on the road, it's going to feel really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, that unknown cohesion. So another reason for folks to come out to the show, put their hands on the record. Absolutely. Your music has sort of a timelessness to it. I think it's not florid. It has sort of an essential distilled quality to it. I think, um, I think Chad, your tone and articulation has a lot to do with that. And Bram, your choices, the choices you make at the piano contributes to that as well. Could you talk about whether you have a particular angle that you approach this music? Bram, why don't you talk? Oh, oh, I get the difficult questions. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like a lot of these things come uh, very natural and they're also ever evolving because it's i think it's um i think it's actually uh i just saw it the other day that there's like a book coming out in april or march um uh, by brett mallow which has in the title building your own canon or something like that and that's actually i think what what we're always kind of trying or what we're doing sometimes even without knowing it um it's like you, you you take like all the the things that that's are that are like there in the tradition things you like and then also like kind of visions or things that you're aiming for and then you're kind of building your own canon it's like for every individual musician it, it I, I think it 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 works like that or it partly works like that and um but besides that there's also like kind of uh you do the same like in, in in a musical relationship um if you play together with with people you're building as for example chad and i as as a as a duo or or when we're playing in, in quartet we've we've kind of built our own canon by always exploring new tunes and 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 then uh yeah just seeing what happens and sometimes talking about it sometimes not it's not you, you don't have to like there's a, a lot of things you don't have to say about it it's just like you you play it you feel it and, and it becomes clear and then at a certain moment you you realize that there's kind of kind of your own canon your your own like little uh box to 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 tap off like and and i feel like it, it works like that and it i feel like it works like that also like differently for different um lineups i feel like it's a, a different sound that that we had together like when we we're playing like quartets and also the the duo that evolved out of it got like it, its own sound and it, it 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 was very it grew very organically because i remember when we were uh we just talked about the the third quartet records um extract quantities we were actually planning to record a couple of, of duo interludes and intros. So I, I wrote a couple of, of things for that. And then we started recording it. And then it 
it went too too good so we had actually <laughs> almost another another album actually and so it, it was this thing that like just evolved very naturally out of of playing together and then um and then you suddenly realize like oh this has a, a certain vibe to it a certain sound and then it's i think it's important so this is a very dangerous conversation oh. it's really important not to overthink it <laughs> and to, to, to make it evolve very like yeah that it evolves that it keeps on evolving very organically i think I if if it was ever forced it wouldn't work and i think that's yeah. always with every relationship in any musical and otherwise that like if you if you can't if it doesn't evolve and it's uh, well i i uh, there was never any like okay bram you need to play this way or do this behind me or i'm going to play this way and make this it, there was there's never any of that and i think like you know those kinds of gigs are always short lived sometimes they pay a lot of money sometimes don't but those are not uh, it, those are never fruitfully artistically rewarding long term and i think the the things that always change and grow and are natural that, that evolve without like forcing it that's those are the most beneficial i think uh relationships in not just in music but you know and Bram and I have done a lot of dumb things and laughed and done like grown as friends in the last uh, uh, and 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 had lots of long conversations about life and otherwise. But the the music thing, I think, like just immediately is naturally like, oh, this is oh, okay, good. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's kind of go over here. Let's do this. And and rarely talked about other than maybe like overarching, like oh, we should do this kind of thing. Okay, cool. And uh, and I think that's why we've played 150 concerts together and still laugh and have a great time and and are still speaking to each other. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, even that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry for making you overthink that. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't, what would we talk about? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the the paradox about about <laughs> music. It's like, yeah, music is there, but the talking is not the music. So, mm -hmm. so Bram, you wrote the music on both of your duo releases, Feather in twenty seventeen and Pendulum in twenty eighteen. Do you both write for the quartet quintet setting? Um, I, I wrote a lot uh, for the duo stuff, but. Um... I hope, and we kind of agreed on it. I I hope. Now <laughs> uh, it's it's it, it'll be mostly uh, Chad's work. Oh yeah, I have a bunch of new stuff. Um, and then I was thinking because you know we're making a live record, it's okay to play and revisit some classics because I think you know everything becomes its own. I have I have a couple things kind of in mind. And uh, uh, and I'm excited to let them loose with these guys. So yeah, it'll be a lot of my compositions. And when you say classics, do you mean classics from the band's repertoire? Yeah. Or classics from the jazz canon? It's no, writ no. large. No, no. Just from 
stuff that Bram and I have worked on and played. And so an entirely original program to the band. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we probably will not play Stella by Starlight. Drat. I know. Although I would like that. <laughs> well, that could be your next record, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Chad, Chad and Bram play the classics or something with strings. There we I'm just, go. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, you, you, do you want to produce it? You want to be the executive <laughs> producer? <laughs> so, I mean, you both clearly write quite a bit of music. Do you, and, you know, we've talked about the vibe of this band versus maybe the vibe of other projects that you work on. When you're writing, do you write for a particular project or do you just write and then channel the ones that you feel would work best to the right project? Hmm. Uh, I, I, I can speak to this exact thing. Uh, I did a gig with John Christensen and Zach Harmon. And just it was kind of last minute and I just brought some tunes that I'd played before with other things and whatever. And the vibe was immediately so good that it was like, oh, I can't wait to do this again with these guys. And in the same way that, that I have had those experiences with Bram, where like I just wrote something maybe for the tour or some sort of like, oh, we need a piece that's kind of this way. Okay, I can. And what, uh, and I, I um, you know, Bram wins an award for being like, willing to just come over and be thrown into the mix with a bunch of people that he doesn't know. But the, the, the immediacy of that feeling of like, wow, okay, this is what I wanted. And I didn't even need to talk about it that. And, and I've also had like exact, I just did a movie score uh, and Dave Miller was uh, playing on it. And it was like, I, I didn't even have to like say, uh, Dave, this is kind of a, a Frizzelli kind of thing. Or I want like, you know, th this is the devil. This is, you are the devil, right? You know, he just like was in automatically. And that sort of connection and that flow with people, that's, uh, I think that's a, a really like capitalizing thing of this tour. And so this music that I'm writing is specifically for these people because of those experiences. I just can say amen to Chad. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think it's uh well for yeah for me if if, if I write music it's um well it's a little bit like life in general you can have plans but then it turns out to be like sometimes really different and then you have to kind of deal with it or embrace it or or be actually like pleasantly surprised with it so um <laughs> yeah a, a lot of times um it, music starts or you just like kind of start to write something and then and then it evolves like in a certain way and then and then it becomes clear like oh this is actually this is like really something that can work with with the quartet or this this is like a duo thing or oh this is like something that i'll just have to leave on my desk for three more years and then we'll see and then um and then in the end, there's just like somewhere there's some piles of music, and then um, and then you can like kind of use it as a construction material for like 
a band or a tour. I, I feel like it's a lot of times it's 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 that way. Yeah. Great. Well, Chad McCullough and Bram Waiters, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Showbiz Roundup today. Had a great pleasure talking to you, Chad. Nice to see you again, and Bram. It's great to meet you. We're really looking forward to your show here in Madison. Excellent. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. That's it for this edition of the Showbiz Roundup. Our theme music is a composition by me performed by Outside the Sphere, an experimental duo consisting of Tony Barba and myself, with special guest Sebastian Brennis on trombone. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Bluestem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later. <laughs>